Hello, and welcome to Being KB with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm here to be your bestie when your bestie's not here, and hopefully you feel a little less alone. Enjoy the episode. Ah, oh, I'm so excited! Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited, because I haven't podcasted in, like, Well, if it's months. shitty, then it's just... Uh, like, we were just doing... We were just talking in the car anyways, so exactly. if you don't like it, like... It's not wasted conversation, you know what I'm saying? Oh, true. We we're going to be doing with, this anyways. The problem with podcasting is, like, you know you're podcasting. So it's, like, low-key... I'll forget about this. Easy. Low-key... At least me and Thomas, we always, like, definitely speak different in that we won't argue quite as See, I didn't even know you hit record until I saw... I looked down and saw that you had hit record. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't even know. Well, how do you start these? Do you ABR. just go, like... Hello, my name is Kaylee. This is my podcast. I just start. I'm you like, welcome, start. welcome back. Welcome back. Well, it's I have been like a hiatus. An I have an intro. Yeah. Yeah. What's your intro? No, it's already like a, it's already a recorded oh, one. Oh, it's like a pre-recorded up. intro. And then, I thought they just said it every time. Some do. It depends. Yeah. On, you can do whatever you want. That's yeah. the the beauty of podcasting is you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, so then. When you were, like, going to figure out, like, what your podcast was going to sound like, did you have an idea or, like, a format, or did you, like, try out a couple of things, and you're like, okay, this is it, this feels right? Uh, none of it feels right. Really? <laughs> so it's just, it's just freeballing. Like, I, my podcast, the problem with my podcast is that there is no, not enough structure, which I, like, then started doing like a bit of an outline when I was doing solo podcasts. Right. They're better with people because I just better not solo <laughs> because if I'm solo I just will talk like in circles and be unhinged but um I can feel that yeah I just like it's not erratic. like you in general but just like when you're talking by yourself to like avoid I feel like it's more likely that you'll just start rambling right exactly but then I also like the nice thing about podcasting is like if you have to think if you have to think you can like pause yeah and think, and you'll cut it out later. Like, it's not a big deal. I guess you can do uh, that, too, with editing, though, with, like, conversations with people. No? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I didn't, the beauty is just editing in general. Right. So, um, I do love podcasting, but I, I don't have, like, I do think that if I do a podcast for my new job, I will love it, because if I can talk to alumni about what they do, for work. That's like what I wanted this podcast to be, but I don't have like the network and the setup to do it. And if I have a built-in excuse to be like, "Hey, do you want to be on this thing?" Right. to talk about what you do, then it's like set up. We did that for um for my MBA program. We did this thing called Pathways to Purpose. And right. it was for people who wanted social impact careers and we're getting an MBA and it wasn't as clear like it was for consulting or finance or real estate even or marketing like right. how to break into that and so we went out and we found alumni who were, who were doing that work and it was basically like a feature on them on like how they did it and like it was actually a publication but I feel like it would have worked and then we did like a series after that we're like okay right. here's the publication we've released it here's all the steps that they have here's the classes they took here's right, who they right. reached out to and we're also now going to have an event where, like, we it's kind of like a pod... It's not a podcast, but it was, like, a live event where it was, like, a panel where we just asked them questions that were kind of already covered in the article. And right. it was really cool because you got to, like, hear some unique stories, but it's also, like, 
somebody's done it and someone's successful and here's like the blueprint that you can do to, to also do that so if you can do that with totally. alumni yeah it's also good for like current students who are like hey that sounds like a really cool totally path i want to be more like that person well that I, that's the thing that's like i'm realizing more and more that's like of interest to me because i have struggled in my career which if anybody has listened to the podcast that means they have heard me talk about me being <laughs> like what the fuck do i do with my life right but i definitely struggle with like, I don't know. I think I grew up in in an age where, like, my parents, because they, like, were pretty well off, they were like, do whatever you want. Like, follow your passions. And I'm, and what they didn't give me was, like, boundaries. And, like, yeah. it's like when you have too many options, it's like you get option fatigue. And then you can't decide. And I'm, like, right. I've become a very indecisive person as an adult, unfortunately. Um, and it has bled into my like career choices so I've applied to business school I've applied to law school I've applied to and started an education master's like I've I've jumped around quite a bit right and so now I'm like oh it would be so interesting to like provide real life advice and just examples of what different careers are there's so many jobs in the world right now so many it's hard so and you and nobody when you're a kid you're like I want to be a doctor I want to be a lawyer I want to be a yeah cop. it's like those big things that I you're be like teacher. familiar with now like I want to be and even it's like oh I want to be a business person it's like okay what does it mean right could that yeah. that could be anything do you want to be a salesperson right. do you want to work in consulting do you although work I do in remember strategy when, when like did you ever have those like kindergarten like bring your parent like show and tell yeah 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 where the parents would come in and talk about their jobs I'm a dentist. Yeah, and then, like, the person who came in who, like, worked in business and was like, I meet with clients and we make decisions, and you're just like, this sounds boring. So boring. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah, literally sounded so boring. And so I remember my mom came. My mom was a chemical hygienist, so that means oh. basically you go in and you test environments to see if, like, the air quality and stuff is safe. Ooh, um, public healthy. Yeah, it was public healthy. It was, like, it was such an odd job for, like, this petite woman who is like yeah. it's like mostly like very masculine men and then like my mm-hmm. mom which is classic seems but, fitting for your, your yeah mom. my mom um but she I remember she came in for show and tell and I was like I knew nothing about what my mom did because it was like kindergarten or first grade at that time she was a, f- a full-time stay-at-home mom which she only was for like a couple of years but this is one of the years that she did that and I didn't really know what she did for work right and so she comes in with I think this is, like, she knows what kids liked, or she knew what kids liked, because she comes in with hazmat suits, she comes in with, like, the filter thing, and she gave, like, a whole talk about, like, what it's like, and why the job is important, but then also, all the kids got to, like, try on the hazmat suits, and, like, the eye masks, and the thing, and they got to, like, test the air, and, like, when you're six, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a hazmat suit on, this is awesome, versus, like, somebody else's parent comes, and they bring, like this is what an Excel spreadsheet is, or this is a PowerPoint, you know, and you're just like, this is boring. That's very, like, giving me, like, the Santa Claus movie, where he's talking about, he's like, my dad's Santa. Right. And everyone's like, no. No, there's no way. No way. Yeah. But then the kids, like, some of them believe it. They're like, oh, if you're Santa, what do you, and he's like, no, no, I'm a businessman. Right, right. (laughs) Versus, like, yeah, if, like, a business person came, you're like, okay, I want to be a business person, and that was just, like, one job, but as you get older, there's so many types of quote-unquote business, business people yeah right. and it still doesn't sound that fun compared to like the 
you know. Totally. And even college career offices, like, do not prepare you. They, like, they make you take those personality tests. Right. And you're like, oh, I guess I could be a, a therapist or a lawyer. Right. Or a teacher. Which are just, like, totally different types of professions. Right. Yeah. I get what they're saying, though, with, like, the personality traits you would need for those types of jobs being right. the same. But those can be also applied to, like, almost any role. Like, right. Like, it's yeah. just the way that you do the job versus, like that job being part of your personality right and your skills like you can build a lot of skills that you don't necessarily feel aligned with your personality right like you might be really good at something and be like i fucking hate it right but i'm good at it right so yeah i think that would be really interesting but podcasting in general is a great way just to like i love the long format content i think it's like it's the opposite of what tiktok is and i like tiktok too but it's like it just makes you feel like relating you have, like, a community, you know this person that's talking to you, or, like, the host, or whatever. So, right. I don't know, I like it a, a lot, but I like usually, listening to it. I listen to them, so. I'm glad. <laughs> and I was sad when you went on the hiatus, I know, so. I need to, I need to bring it back. I've been meaning to, I've just so, been so uninspired. But no, this is the right. perfect jump back in. Oh, yeah. This is Carson. Hi. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. We're yeah, on a road trip. We are on a road trip. Moving her to Rochester. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've never... Oh, so first of all, Kaylee's the best. I've <laughs> only known Kaylee for, like, a year, less than a year and a half. We met through mutual friends, and instantly I was like, this girl is really cool and I want her to like me unhinged and, honestly, unhinged. <laughs> and I was like she's so sweet she's so cool and she seems so kind and literally this is the epitome of it because I am going through this very transitionary part of my life where a lot of life change has happened both planned and unplanned and I was worried about driving to Rochester by myself since my partner is like did the drive first with all our stuff and Kaylee was like oh I'm not doing anything. I'll just drive with you to Rochester. It's not like an exciting drive. Like we went to Cle- oh, Cleveland was our stop. Cleveland like, was cool. Okay. But like, Underrated. It's not like we're driving through like, we're just like 12 hour, two day commitment and a 7am flight back. And then to come to my wedding a couple days later, like that is the 7am flight is going to be brutal, but it also means I'll get back and be able to just see. Look, like, look at this. Look at this. Just like very positive and just like very kind. And yeah. Anyways, we're moving to Rochester and I've never been there before. And it's just my move to, so I, I lived in Chicago for two years and I had been to Chicago before. I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't know anyone, but it felt a little bit different than this move because this move is a smaller city, not really close to a big city, like the closest big city is New York city. And that's five and a half hours away. And so is our family. It's all there. Everybody's all five and a half hours away. But I've also just never been there. Like, I have no clue what we're driving to. That's yeah. an hour and 50 minutes away. Yeah, that actually is, I think, transitioning. Trans- any transition or change or move is difficult. Right. But when you, A, don't know anybody there, and B, you've never even been there. Never even been there. That is, Freaking that's crazy. a transition. That's yeah. a transition Well, sure. and we were kind of talking about this before. This is why I made Keely get the microphones out, because A, I just missed her podcast, and B... Uh-huh. Like, you also have this big transition coming up where you are moving back to a place yes. that you feel like was a very different part, like, a different part of your life happened yes. there. And so you're returning back to it four years later, and you're, yeah, like, three, nervous four, about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely nervous. It's I'm moving back to New Orleans officially. 
I got a job. Woohoo! Not no longer laid off. Woohoo! Well, still for another month, which honestly is good. Yeah. And then I'm moving back to New Orleans because my partner Thomas wants to move there, and I'm like, fine. He wants to be near family. I get it. I my family's everywhere, so I and I'm more willing to fly. You to also them. hate the winter. I also hate the winter. Every so. time. Yeah, I fucking hate the winter. You're so. just like, I want to be someplace warm. And Chicago, Chicago actually Chicago's makes me not it. <laughs> mad. I get so mad. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I actually, I feel like I've grown. If you guys were staying in Chicago, it would be harder to leave because right. there's, like, the friends I've met in this last year and a half is, like, I feel very lucky to have met you and Alex. Aww. I feel like feel I'd feel a lot way. of, like, FOMO if you were staying in Chicago. Um. Honestly, same when Alex was making. So my partner is, um, we're getting married on Sunday, and he is starting his residency program in four weeks, three weeks. So that's why we're moving to Rochester right before we're getting married. And his placement was in Rochester, but I remember when he was making his list, and I was like, I really want you to put Chicago higher. And that was when you guys were thinking about doing like your travel, like travel right. PT. And he right. was like, Well, Kaylee and Haywood like are probably not gonna or Thomas are not gonna um be here so like yeah i know you have friends here like besides them of course but like that's another reason like to not put it as high and i was like oh you're right <laughs> like, yeah. i'll feel less sad if kaylee and haywood also are in here right um, yeah like it does it does affect like for me like it is really the people make the place right totally um because at the end of the day, like you said, like I, the best times I have with people are just like running errands or laying on the couch or whatever, like hanging out. Or the, the most boring drive across right. the U.S. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I have had, I've had incredible food. I've been to incredible places. Yeah. But so much of why what made it incredible is the people that I was with people or the people you. that I met. Yeah, so that's true. I, I do think like that is the exciting thing about transitions is like. There is a whole host of new people that you will meet and connect with, and I have no doubt that you guys will make very good friends in Rochester. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm keeping my current job, and nobody in my practice is in Rochester, so it'll be like a fully remote job. And I work a lot from home now, so it's not like that's like my day-to-day where I see people. Um Right. Unless I'm traveling for work, which I do a lot depending on the project I'm on. Um, but that's going to be weird where, like, I'm moving to this new place. And it's not like I'm going to go meet people in the office. Or right. I have, like, a set community like Alex will when he starts his residency program. And he's going to be interacting with all of these people in his program. Totally. So that's going to be... All the women. Yeah, all the women, yeah. My the partner is going to be an ob guy, which I'm very proud of him and excited for him. That also comes with, you know, like he... He also has mostly female friends, which is also something that I love about him. Um, but yeah, you know, wow. it'll be all women in his program. So maybe I'll make friends with them or their, you know, partners or... It's just going to be different, yeah. too, because it's going to have to be really intentional about how I go out and meet people. Yeah. Versus you like you I feel like it well maybe it's the same because you're gonna have to be intentional about going out and meeting people too because you already have a community in New Orleans yeah so I'm definitely have gonna to... be intentional about going out and meeting new people I definitely think I'm gonna like join a sports league again I did that when I was in New Orleans and that's fun and I what just, did you like, do what was this kickball 
kickball. Was it actually fun? Because I'm thinking about that for Rochester. Yeah, I did it in, in Chicago too, but it wasn't as fun in Chicago because I was just with like a bunch of high school people and nobody ever showed up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but that was beach volleyball. But I high school people like they were actually in high school. No, 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 my oh, friends from high school. From people from high, high school. school. Got it. Yeah. I was like, high school kids are playing like. No, not like adult rec league right. or whatever. I think you have to be 18 plus. But... I was like, I'm pretty sure they have that in school. Why would they join right. this like random? No. Okay. Um, kickball is like a great one. And New Orleans specifically, like you can drink, which actually in Chicago, you're not allowed to drink, but if mm-hmm. they can't really like see it, like if you put it in a cup, it's like you can right. do that. But in New Orleans, like you can have your beer and like it's. It's like an open container. It's city, open right? container, yeah. yeah. So it's like the drinking situation is chill and like you can just play. Like it was so fun. I think I had like kickball on Thursday and I just like played and I had fun. And like when I was going through a lot of like not having friends and, and going through shit, right. my roommate at the time suggested it because her one of her really good friends did it and he was like almost 40. He was like 38 right. or something. Right. And I was like 23. And he kind of took me in and helped me. You know, was like, you know, whatever. He he was very kind, and we, I met all these people on his kickball team, and there was like women my age, and it was like fun. It was really fun. So, are you still friends uh, with those people, or is that just like a not just, but was that like a time and place? Like this was really good for me to meet other people, and this this fit, or did it? Pretty much one of the one of the women I think I would hang out with again, Sarah Jane. She's cool. The uh, well, my ex boyfriend was on the team. Oh, she, I right. think she's still in New Orleans. I haven't talked to her in a while, but. But see, that's like somebody that like you thought was cool. That she was cool, yeah. She's that would fun. be a new person. Yeah, she's fun, and Gosh, we hung out. Really we actually did out. Hang out. She to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, probably. No, not at all. She's not somebody to get creeped out. But she, the thing about New Orleans is there is a lot of like communal. Like everything's an event for everybody. So right. like every festival, French Quarter Fest, Jazz Fest, like whatever beignet fest there's like all sorts beignet of... fest yeah i think they have that it's just remember. like no oh boy fest. that's a thing really yeah they have like they have festivals like every weekend of the year almost so uh, there's so jealous it sounds amazing yeah like and everybody does that stuff which makes it feel really communal right but that's where my fear of like running into like people i had slept with or running into right. like people you just don't want to see you run yeah. into and you're like ah. yeah or people <laughs> and, who like you had in your life that are no longer in your life yeah. not because anything bad happened but just like you grew apart and now right. you have to like make small talk with this person right in the weird just, in a weird setting yes, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so there is some of that which I hate that gives me like I already have social anxiety and the idea of running into people that I don't want to talk to like Haywood's really good about being like eh I like just say hi or just ignore them. He's like, who cares? Just ignore them. And I'm like, yeah, but I, it takes me out of like my headspace. Right. Of, like I'm hanging with my friends. If like somebody random walks in that I don't know how to like uh, uh, navigate or whatever. Right. So. Well, I was going to ask I'm you, locked. like, did you, you were living in New Orleans when you met Haywood, right? Yes. Okay. But he was not. He so, was not. So you guys have never lived together in New Orleans. No. He's never lived in New Orleans, period. Okay. okay. Um, everybody constantly thinks he's from New Orleans. because no, he's, like, he's from, from Shreveport. Louisiana. Yeah. But yeah, he's from Shreveport, which is five hours from New Orleans driving. So it's not close by any means. That's like Chicago to Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like people think he <laughs> lives in New Orleans when he does that. Well, the only reason so. I was not sure is because I don't, like, when I hear about where you've lived, you've lived in... New Orleans, you mm-hmm. lived in New York, mm-hmm. and Chicago, right? right? Yep. So when 
the I main I hear one. that you guys met, like, before you lived in New York. I'm like, oh, they must have met, like, they must have lived in New Orleans well, right, together. Exactly. Yeah, we were Long D. We're, we've been Long D most of our relationship. Not, oh. th- well, not now, maybe, but, like, for a while, it was, like, a, it was, like, almost two years, two and a half years. I don't know. It was a while. Was it consecutive two and a half years? Yes. Oof. So it was brutal. And we, like, flew so to see each other, and it was, like, <laughs> that was a lot. It was a lot. We were, I was flying to see him, like, we wouldn't go longer than six weeks without seeing each other, so, like. That's great. It was a lot, and I was flying a lot, and it was a nightmare, but. Flying to Shreveport? No, he was in Arkansas for um, grad school for his PT program, and so I spent the summer with him. We started dating for like three or four months. I spent the summer with him in Arkansas. I didn't know you lived there for the summer. Yeah, it was like, it was like two of the three months of summer or two wow. and a half or something, and so I spent the summer there, and then I quit my job, spent the summer there, then was looking for a new job ended up in New York. He had to finish his year right. of school. So he, but that, that final year of PT school, you're doing your rotations, So you can go to different parts of the country. Right. He did, I think two of them in Little Rock and then one of them in Texas, college station, Texas. So like we were still like flying back and forth. And then of course COVID hit. So then he like, we didn't see each other for a while because of COVID. And then he eventually got up to New York, but in Long Island, so even that's like an hour away commute, so even that was kind of a bitch of a time, but it was chaotic, but we've never lived in New Orleans together, and my New Orleans experience, it will be interesting to move back somewhere with him being brand new to the place, and me knowing a lot of stuff. Well, isn't that your experience for Chicago? Like, you knew a lot about Chicago, and he had never been here before. Sort of, but I also like am from the suburbs, so I never lived in the city. Got it. Okay. And that's fair. But I do. There is stuff that I knew, and I do think the thing about Chicago though is it's really big too. So like, I was worried about running into people, and uh, it's too. It's like big enough that you don't. That doesn't really happen. Right. Um, like where I did, but it's not common. Where New um, Orleans is smaller, so it's more common for that right. to happen. Okay. Yeah. But also, like, I'm a different person now. Like, I am definitely not giving myself credit about for the growth I've done in four years or whatever. Three years. And it was, like, so. at, if you think, also think about, like, the world events that happened in the last, like, there was a freaking <laughs> pandemic. Yes. There was a lot that happened. Totally. That I think I've shaped, we're have all changed a lot of people. Yeah. yeah regardless of, like, different. other personal things that happened in their life or how much they were affected by the pandemic or whatever. Like, it definitely... Yeah changed everybody at least a tiny bit you know yeah it's like that thing of like you know if you're like an addict you're like you have to like stop hanging out and doing the things you were doing before and sometimes I feel like New Orleans is like New Orleans is like being in a toxic relationship where it's like you love them (laughs) and they love you but it's like kind of abusive to you and you're like fuck is that how you feel about New Orleans yeah very much how so I just think it's like it's a lovely place and I love it to death but it is definitely not like it is not the city that loves you back which I I think a lot of cities are like this in general because like just just even the fact of like oh if you drive a car like if you live in a city you're gonna get more fucking tickets and it's a bitch and a half just the the bureaucracy the politics the 
the taxes, like everything about New Orleans. Okay. It will kick you in the ass. Okay. Same with New York. To counter that, though, to counter that, city that doesn't love you back, you just said that New Orleans is very communal. True. Yeah. And that's why it's an abusive relationship because it has both. Like, it will give you love (laughs) and it will, like, provide. Isn't that just, like, a world, like, a place in the world, though? Like, there's good and bad. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I've, never, I've only been to New Orleans once for three days, and yes. so I don't really have an experience of, like, what New Orleans, li- New living there is like. New Orleans is also, the, the problem, the biggest issue with New Orleans that I had, and the reason I moved away, is because it, if you're trying to financially succeed, mm-hmm. and career-wise succeed in New Orleans, yeah. it's a very difficult place to do traditional success in your career, in your job, and it's... It's not, it's just not the place for that unless you're working in energy right. and oil, gas and oil type of stuff. Right. Or maybe like logistics type of stuff. Or like you're just not gonna, you're not gonna, like I don't think they have an EY or uh, any of these like big finance companies or any of these consulting firms or any of these like, they don't have a lot of these types of jobs in New Orleans right. or offices down there because it's just like, you smaller can, city. It's small and it can't get bigger because it's physically constrained, constrained by the water. So, and it's sinking and and truly, it is still not like it was pre-Katrina. Like people will say that they're like, "Oh, you should have seen it before Katrina. It's so right. different now." Blah blah right. blah. And you know, it's getting built up again. Like 15 years later, now. Now, a Four Seasons bought one of the like abandoned buildings and turned it into a hotel. Like, wow. there, it, it is coming back, but yeah. very, very slowly because like people don't see its potential and it can't grow. And economically, like the U.S. is all about growth mindset, right? Instead of like a regenerative economy, which is like New Orleans is very much a place that like it gets cut down and it regrows, just like the the literal plants there. Like they <laughs> will never not grow, right. and. I think there's beauty in that, but there's also, like, there's just realities of, like, oh, if you want to be, like, making millions a year, like, New Orleans maybe is not the place to be. Hmm. Especially unless, unless you're, like, very specifically, like, I'm doing this type of role, I'm doing this. Um, And it's also just, Thomas and I were talking about this, and I was kind of explaining that I think New Orleans is a really dangerous place to be for people who need, uh stability and structure because it's very very easy to get lost in the sauce if we will use that what term. does that mean i just think like literally like you could party at any time of day you can oh, like just the same as new saying. york like new york's yeah. also very similar to that yeah. like, it's easy to get caught up in the revelry and the fun and the like right all this great stuff like i was happier in new orleans but i also was less productive so I have a bit of fear about that because I guess I'm not at a point where I'm like, oh, I'm choosing happiness over everything, which sounds weird, but like, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want to make money and I kind of want to be productive. There's balance, right? Right, exactly. There's balance. But so. And you can find happiness in productivity too. Like, it's just. True. Yeah, totally. But New Orleans is not it's very tough. productive. Like, if you live there, like, everyone's 15 min- minutes late to everything. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a New Orleanian that is on time to anything. Really? It's, uh, and the city just functions differently. Like, right. it, there's Caribbean roots. There's, like, European roots. Like, it just, 
is not like a place anywhere else in the U.S. And it's like you just have to adjust. It's a huge cultural adjustment. Right. And um, I love it, but it's also like sometimes very toxic, and sometimes I'm like, "Fuck this place." I just want things to move a little faster or be right functioning properly. Right. Or and you know like. There's other cities that are very dysfunctional as well. And I'm not just saying New Orleans like that. But I definitely have, like... I think coming from, like, oh, a suburb that was pretty functioning and had decent amount amount of wealth and, like, good public schools. Like, then you go to a city like New Orleans and you're like, oh, everybody in the public schools here are, like, five years behind in reading and math. Yeah. Um, So, as somebody who gives a shit, it's very frustrating to kind of live in cities like that. Yeah. But, so, like, I'm, again, it's like a relationship where you have to have boundaries. You have to know your boundaries and have your own structure to, like, be like, I'm not going to go to every festival. I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to get fucked up every time I go out. I'm not going to Okay, to caveat that, though, you were in college, I feel like, or, like, right post-college, and not... Not that that's normal for everybody to have that experience, but it's way more common that, like... Totally. You're a young adult. You're figuring out what your boundaries are. You... Totally. But there's 40-year-olds. Like, I... Like, I knew a ton of people who are... And this is New York, too. This is why I love New York and New Orleans, because they have these similarities. Right. But it's also the reason that it's harder to live in these places, is because you... Like, New York and New Orleans, and I'm sure other cities, maybe L.A. or... I mean, maybe even Chicago. I don't know. But... I definitely see it, obviously, in those two cities that it's easy to not take on responsibility because it's easy to be like, oh, everybody else is doing it. And then they pe- people will do that until they're, like, 45. Right. And you're like, you're 45. Like, are right. you really – should you really be, like – you'll just go to, like, a dude's house and he's 40 and he's, like – he has, like, a futon still and he's, like, drinking every day. And right. I'm like, like, you're going to have a heart attack and you're going to – become an addict and like I don't know it's it's just like you meet people and you're like you're not 22 you didn't outgrow the healthy habits right like you're not you're not a college kid anymore right it's it's easier to like get away with that shit in places where you can get like lost like New York and New Orleans and I'm like lost in the sauce that's I I don't I don't think I've ever heard that saying really I think it's like a very old saying Lost in the sauce. I think it's literally when you say lost in the sauce, I do think it means more like about like getting fucked up. But I really thought it was like you. I don't know. I don't like you were reading something and you got lost in the sauce. Like you got lost in the pair. I don't know. Maybe that's like a very naive thing to think. But I don't know. I think it could be anything. Honestly, right. I don't know the. No, but that makes sense. <laughs> like phrase. yeah, like saucy. Yeah, no, that lost makes sense. Lost in the sauce. Yeah, it's just well. So like okay, so you're about to you're going you accepted this job. Yes. You and Hay- and Haywood slash Thomas have made this makes him sound like slash he's more Thomas. than one person. But Haywood, you can call Haywood. It, it, you he guys said. have made this like decision together that you're going to be going back there. Yeah. You just listed off like a couple of things that you want to do differently. Like, do you feel like you could go to New Orleans and it can feel like a different place if you like have these intentions going in of like, okay, I'm transitioning back to this place in my life, but I'm not going back or to this place, but I'm not going back to this place in my life. Yeah. I'm not going back to the person I was. I am going back to the place that I was at. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you just have to do what you got to do. So, like, I definitely am, like, going to get back in therapy when I get insurance 
I'm going to, uh, like, praise. continue my hobby. Not you in general. Just, like, in general, everybody should be in therapy. Oh, totally. No, praise. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God getting, get, Kayla's getting therapy. Totally. No, just, like, everybody should. No, I yeah. just want somebody I can talk to that's unbiased. Right. That's, like, all therapy is for me. Right. But, um, and I, like, I do want to continue, like, my adult hobbies. Like, I do think cities, even Chicago, I felt like this. It's so easy to just, like, eat and drink. Right. And, that, and that become and your hobbies. Because, yeah. like, it's cold as shit outside, so what are you going to do? You're going to, you can't, like, maybe you go ice skating once, but then generally you go out to dinner and you go to bars. Right. And I want to, like, continue my hobbies and prioritize that over, like, being like, oh, I have to go do this social thing and I have to drink. Right. Right. Even in Chicago, I felt like I drank a lot and I'm like, I don't even like drinking. Like, truly, yeah. I would be sober. And I, the only reason I started drinking after college is because I didn't want people to think I was fucking weird and not invite me to hang out and right. I wanted to have friends you know right right so um but that got me into a lot of shit because I do not dr- I'm not a good drinker like honestly really truly. Like, I guess I don't I haven't really seen you like have too much I guess I'm so. fine like I'm nice and fine but like then I'm talking to everyone on the fucking planet <laughs> and when I was single I would fucking hook up with all the people right. like I would like, I just am... Too, I'm already a lot as a person, and I think I'm too much when I drink. But this was not supposed... I'm the host. This is not supposed to be what? about me. No, I like hearing about you. Because oh, I feel gosh. like... Well, also, I mean, we didn't have microphones that we were talking about it, but I feel like we've talked sure. a lot about, like, Rochester already, about, like, what it's going to be like. Like, well, we there's one thing... Like. We don't know what it's going to be like. And I think the part that that's weird about this transition... Sorry, there's a cop car. I'm going slightly over the speed limit. Um, I'm just going to... Oh, now everybody's going fast. Oh, no. This is caught on microphone. <laughs> These people did not care. They These did not care. Like, it was eh, a cop car. Yeah. What, the speed limit was like 70? Speed limit 65. I was going oh, yeah. 75. Well, and none of these people give a shit. No, Apparently, they and now I'm caught on the record with a hot mic. Oh my god! Hot mic. This hot is what mic. editing is for. <laughs> okay. Anyways, what were we talking about? Rochester. Oh, uh, um, it's one thing I think to feel like you are making a decision to go someplace. You have, you're making a decision to go to a place that's going to be totally and completely different than the life, and like lead to a different lifestyle than you have now. Yeah. And I have lived. I, I grew up in a suburb outside of Philadelphia. It was 45 minutes to Philly, an hour and a half to New York City. Um, we would go to the city all the time. I then moved to D.C. when I was 18 for college. and went to a city school, and I loved it. D.C. is a super approachable city for somebody who, you know, it's, it's relatively manageable. It's not huge, and it's, you know, there's a lot of young people in that city who move there for work or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was manageable, and then I stayed there for nine years, um, including undergrad. Nine and years is school. a long time. Yeah, so I stayed there, and then I moved to Chicago because that's where Alex was because he was in med school. So when I started grad school, he started med school, and we did long distance. Um, so I moved to Chicago so we could be together. And I was scared for the move to Chicago, but we kind of chose Chicago together when Alex had all of his options for med school. He had, like, two... He had two offers. And so it was, like, a decision that we made. Well, it was a de- it was his decision, but it was, like, one that I had a... I felt like we kind of made together because it was, like, okay, we're going to commit to spending the next two to four years in this place together. Right. And Chicago is... I had been to visit him. We went, and, we went to go visit it before he made the decision, so we had seen it, like... 
we could envision what a life would be like before I got there. And then when I got there, I was super nervous and it took me a couple of months to like get my bearings and have the confidence to like go out and be aggressive about trying to find friends. But like Chicago isn't that much different than growing up near Philly or New York or being in DC. Yes, we were further away from family, but it was like a two-hour flight and people want to come visit you in Chicago. Yeah, people do want to come to Chicago. Right. And so we went, we were in these cities with like all of this really good food. We were close to family. Like DC was three hours away from my family. And then to be kind of like, okay, now you're going to have this full list of cities that you might end up in. And they were all over the board for us in terms of like family being closed, if they were big or they were really random mm-hmm. or kind of like like small towns but at least it was close to someone's family or we knew someone nearby Rochester was the only one where it was like uh this is really random and we know no one there and they tell you to prepare for your top five when you put the list together and we had spent so much time agonizing over this list and how we were going to rank things and ultimately for people who aren't familiar with the match program you basically get a list of places that want to interview you after you apply to however many schools you want to apply to get this list you interview with them and so if you choose to rank them um that means there's a chance that you could end up there and that school also ranks all of its interviewees and then all goes into an algorithm and the algorithm spits out kind of where you end up taking into account like all of the things that you prioritize what other people prioritized and what the school prioritized it's kind of like sorority match it's exactly like sorority match that's how it was like it's like bid day yeah it's it's literally bid day and the match program is panhouse Um, That's exactly how you should think about it. But they tell you to prepare for your top five. And Rochester was number six. And I had honestly forgot that that was a school that was an option. Because we were so focused on, like, oh, my God, we might have to move to Omaha. Or, oh, my gosh, like, we might be able to move to Portland, where Alex is from. Or Pittsburgh, where my stepbrother lives, who I'm close to. Or even Philly, like, where my family is. Or stay in Chicago, which I was so excited about because I had this life I loved there and then Rochester and it was right after like some other personal stuff happened that was also a huge life change for me that was unplanned then to be like okay not only do you have to move from this life that you like in Chicago you have to move someplace where you know no one there's no family nearby the closest family is a five and a half hour drive away the closest big city is a five and a half hour drive away unless you include Buffalo Buffalo. I do not include Buffalo. What about, wait, what about... Tor- uh, I can include Toronto. Toronto. Well, Montreal is a five and a half hour drive away. Okay. Toronto, Toronto is three, but you have to do a border crossing. So it's three if there's no border stop. Uh, Canada doesn't count. So, like... They let anybody in. So you have to think Just about, kidding. like... And, and you're like, we didn't have a lot of time to process this because it was, like, March. And you're like, okay, we have to move mid-May. So it's two yeah. months. You have not... You've been also, you're also just an extremely busy person with work, so you're not, like, you're not sitting down with, and Alex is busy, too, so you're not, like, sitting down being like, okay, let's process this together. No. What is this going to look like? What are we, what are we feeling? No. We had a weekend, and Keely was here for that weekend, where I was just, like, really depressed, because it was, like, I had already built, like, these ideas of what, what life would be like in all these five other places that we prioritized ahead of Rochester. And, and even some of the places that I didn't want to go to, but I had was at least like, oh my gosh, what if we end up in this place? Um, 
So then to, like, realize that none of those would become a reality. I hadn't planned for Rochester. And Rochester was going to be, like, is going to be very different for us. Because we live in a really fun, cool neighborhood in Chicago. And I've lived in cities with great food and great access to other places. And travel has been so easy. And it's been close to people I know. To now be like, okay, you're going to be moving someplace that's, from what I've heard, has cool hikes and has breweries and has things that you like but it's definitely going to be like a slower pace of life yeah it's going to be harder to get to other places and you're not choosing this you're being forced to um that's the harder part is like the force yeah and and i do think for you the slowing down thing would be more of a challenge yeah i um I mean, the way that I'm living my life these past couple of years is not sustainable in terms of how busy I am. Yeah, but that was not a slow person. No, but that's not just like not my nature of like how I, I'm not one to like. I don't feel like I'm waste. I don't like to feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah, you don't so, operate that way. No, so I really want to make the most of the time that I have, and the way that I do that is I have a hard time relaxing, and I just fill it with productivity or things I love to do or people I love to see and I don't really like slow down um so I think it'll be good for me and force me to kind of like find more peace and slower activities and like slower moments but it's not like I'm choosing that for me right now it's being thrust upon me yeah um and like we're also getting Alex and I've been together for we're in our 10th year so 10th year it's technically like we've been together for more than nine we haven't had our 10 year anniversary but like if you think about it we're in our 10th year together yes and so we're getting married which is doesn't nothing about our material life is going to change but it's still like a like a a moment or a milestone where it's like okay i'm marrying somebody yeah and that's happening on sunday and it's Tuesday. <laughs> just and know I'm, I'm pro divorce if it ever oh, you're to pro go divorce. I mean, both I'm pro murder if Alex loses his oh shit randomly. Oh my god. I mean, and we're both products of divorce, so we both know that what that's like and it's how to you can have really successful, happy children and like you can have relationships that work post divorce. So yeah. Yeah. All good there. But it's just like it's just a lot of change all at once. And this one just feels the scariest because I know it's going to be okay. The move feels the scariest? The move feels the scariest because the other thing, too, about residency programs and especially about OB-GYN ones, which is what Alex is doing, is that the hours are intense. So he's going to be working an average of 60 to 80 hours a week. He gets, like, one day off a week. He's very introverted, and I'm very extroverted. So, I mean, I think he's going to need that day to, like, recharge and relax and, like, sleep. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I've been alone in my apartment working remotely. I don't know anybody. Yeah. And then... That was definitely me and Thomas. That was me and Thomas during the pandemic to, like, the max. Right. It was a lot. Right. We had that issue, too, during the pandemic because we got to be together, but I could... We could not see anyone except each other. Yeah. But Thomas was still going in because of his PT you have to do in person yeah and then he was and even now like he goes in thankfully I've like adjusted pretty well to being alone a lot right um I definitely am like less engaged with the world and I'm ready to get back into it but I've adjusted for sure like I've gotten more content with being alone I'm reading a lot I'm doing things that I yeah. that I like and being like oh there is a beauty to like 
living a life and realizing that it's not always about everybody else. Like, sometimes, like, if you only have one life, like, you got to do shit you like. Yeah. And figure out what that is. You're like, I just painted something the other day, and I was like, fuck, this was kind of fun. And I was like, (laughs) what? I saw your picture. It was really pretty. I'm going to do it again. And it was hard, but it was, like, fun. And I was like, I could make this better, and I think I could, like, do this. And I'm like, dang. And I never, like, literally, I wouldn't have started a podcast. I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have done so many of these things if I wasn't thrust into, like, work from homing and being alone all the time. No, I think that's totally fair. It's crazy. Maybe we'll get a dog. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe we get a child. Maybe we'll get a child. That's true. I mean, like. Dog or child. Dog or child or something else to take You're care of. You're allergic to dogs, so probably not. I am allergic to dogs. <laughs> yeah, a child sounds like the same. Maybe a lot of responsibility. Lizard. Lizards freak me out and their cages smell. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I, well, Fish so tank. I think it's. Maybe you'll become a plant, a gardener. Yeah. And I have a hard time making time for myself to do things just for myself. Because even, like, mm-hmm. I really enjoy going on car rides by myself and doing running errands by myself but yeah, like cruising. that's still a productive thing what brings you just like joy like if you had to choose one thing to do where you're like i have a day off and i can't like you're being forced to not do anything productive or or like stereotypically well productive. that's the hard part is like i i did this once i and i went and i explored a new neighborhood in chicago and i went and i got coffee that's and cool. i like yeah you're a big explorer yeah so then that's also a bummer about rochester is because i think rochester itself will be really cute but i like going to new places and there's gonna be tons of new places it's a tiny to... ass airport like i can't go explore new places as much it, oh, i'm just gonna have to explore can. upstate new york and not like no, for four years for four years you definitely can go to canada all the time if you want which is cool yeah and buffalo is only an hour away there's definitely places like chicago like all this shit that you guys that uh, i don't know who the fuck started this shit i'm gonna go on a tirade for a second let's do it all of these like all of these people just like came to chicago and all of a sudden are like "Ooh, holland michigan like so cute it's all these like weird influencers on instagram who are like day trips from chicago and i'm like you know what bitches none of us fucking had that shit you're talking about day trips from chicago that was just my hometown you know <laughs> and i hated my hometown people called it borington and now people are like "Ooh, go to gobert's farm during like the fall to do all this cute stuff and i liked it but i thought it was just, it's just like a hometown farmy thing you know well some people want and to do that when they live in chicago right like they want like a break from being in a city and want right. to feel like it's they're part of like a town situation. right and we took alex there and we took oh, yeah, we did. Alyssa there Alyssa there um i like so, how i got the pictures of that that was cute i know it was cute, wait we're but, 14 miles from buffalo oh wait are we gonna pass the niagara we're probably gonna pass niagara falls i've never seen it i haven't either I've oh never gosh. been here before. I don't know if you can <laughs> swing through, but I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. Um, but, but like, you think, then you're like, oh, Chicago. Like, Chicago is kind of fucking boring. I don't care what you say. Like, it's not New York. You're not going to see some dude shitting on the street. You're not going to see wild things I at don't any think time. Chicago's boring, though. I really don't. All you do is drink and eat and try new restaurants. I'm like, okay. I've been there. There's done other that. things to do. There's, like, all the art stuff. There's... I've done it. I've done okay. it all. You okay. can do it all. I don't know. Whatever. My point is, like, you can do it all, and there's still, like, the day trips. Like, going to Holland, Michigan, I never did, and I did right. that last weekend. There's, like... So was I that think, your like, first time in Holland, Michigan? Yeah, I've never been. It was really cute, right? I've been, because when I was a kid, that, like, nobody was like, ooh, go to these coastal Michigan towns. Right. Like, nobody said that shit. You're like, go downtown, go to a fancy dinner, maybe go to, like, a show. Right. And then you're like, okay, peace out. Or go shopping. Right. Go to the beach. Peace out. But, like... I even think with Chicago, you can do it all technically, and there's always going to be new things in any city, any place, any small town. Yeah. 
there's always like in and out growth. Like people move around too much at this point for it to ever be like stagnant, really. Yeah. No, I feel you. It's just it's in just, Canada. It's just the Ooh. choice. The fact that it wasn't a choice. It was being told. Yeah. I feel when, like you don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being forced to do something. And it's a little scary. It's kind of, I mean, scary. Alex is going to be there, but he's going to be, I'm going to be kind of be there by myself. So totally. it's like this brand new place that's very different than what I'm used to. And I'm totally. used to being able to like have access to other things. Yeah easily at other places easily so like even when I'm thinking about visiting my sister in LA I'm gonna have to do like it's gonna be like a nine hour journey and like that's it was a direct flight and pretty cheap from Chicago so like it's just yes those things are gonna be different or like we're gonna go to the freaking Buffalo Raceway as we're passing it right now an all-American city, like just oh, you're yeah. gonna be like the most patriotic motherfucker. No, I don't. Think living it's next possible. to living next to the all-American city, living next to Niagara Falls. I um, feel like you're going to blossom into like this, like peaceful. Like, here's the thing: this will keep you down to earth. If you had moved, well, none of the cities that you were thinking about moving to would have made you like a bougie bitch and also that would have never happened because you're just down to earth in general oh thank you but (laughs) but you're not bougie because you have no taste (laughs) no you have great taste beautiful taste I'm kidding but um but I think there's like well actually I'm totally projecting because I am influenced a lot I I believe that people are influenced by the people they hang out with and the places they live and totally mostly the people you hang out with Yeah. yeah and I am definitely more malleable than maybe some people but I do think like there is like something so nice about a small city because people are genuinely more down to earth they just don't give a shit about stuff Chicago does have that vibe too though for a big city but I think it's just because it's so fucking cold they're like we can only wear so much like Louis Vuitton and Chanel like it's fucking cold we have to wear a parka right (laughs) you know right but like you live in New York and you're like I literally was like constantly buying shit I did not need and did not want right because I like felt this pressure yeah pressure to keep up or something right and I was like I can't even afford this shit like why am I buying it and also it's like COVID so I can't wear it anyways yeah so well I I feel like right now I feel like like Rochester's good but like listening to both of us right like you are not pumped about moving you might be, but the way that you're talking about it in this moment, the, the the current feelings that you have about it, it doesn't sound like you're pumped to move to New Orleans. I'm pumped about the job, and I'm pumped to see my friends that I love. I'm really pumped about that. I love my friends. I miss my friends. Like, I'm planning to live near my friend Ruth, or, like, near that area, and I'm excited. I think it'll be... I do think, like, I will love that. Um, and the job itself. But some of the dysfunction I could do with that. But again, it's like, the problem with, the good part about moving to a new city is you know nothing about the dysfunction or the bad parts. And you know nothing about the good parts either, but you know nothing about the bad parts. but girl, listen. It's all new. It's (laughs) all exciting. You had, and, and you're also moving someplace warm. You, did you see the weather forecast for Rochester of last year of their winter? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm gonna be stuck inside. What is that? No thing? snow. What is that like? Snowball. Dutch thing called where it's like the lifestyle that you like have to, the cozy lifestyle you have to higgy higgy or something. Oh, oh my like, god! Wait, I know what you're talking about. They have one of the happiest like populations because they fully embrace like coziness, even uh-huh. though they have like really dark days and yeah. long winters because yeah, they'll like finish. 
Scandinavian countries. Right, because they've, yeah. like, adapted coziness, basically. Yes, yes. So, I guess I'll adapt that. But Nesting. again... You're just going to be nesting, like... Yeah. Like and I and I And I feel like there is a part in my life where I would be ready for that. I just don't feel like... You don't think it's yet? I don't feel like... I feel like... Yeah. And I had only lived in Chicago for two years. I think it would yeah. be different if I lived there for four. That's true. But I only two. lived in New York for two years, and honestly, I did... I was... Were you I felt sad about leaving. Yeah. No, I felt sad about leaving, yeah. but I knew that financially it was unsustainable. But then again, like, I moved, and then I was, like, really not wanting to move to Chicago. Like, I was kind of pissed about it. Right. And then it worked out. I met amazing people. Right. And it could... And, I'm like... Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really met amazing people, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm really shook. Like, I was, like, fuck this. I'm just going to hang out with, like, people from high school. Right. Even though I like them, but, like... Right. It's not, like, exciting It's not going to feel, like, gross. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I'm constantly, like, over... I'm constantly, like, I need to grow... Blah, 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 instead yeah. of being comfortable and realizing, like, you can grow in other ways if you're comfortable in certain ways, right. you know? Right, But I really was pissed about moving to Chicago, and it turned out to be really nice. Shockingly nice. And yeah. sometimes... I don't know, like, I'm... Like, now, like, you saying the coziness, I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds like a dream. I just imagine you owning this, like, beautiful home with, like beautiful wood floors and like cozy like couches I have gotten into so my parents were really into like uh DIY home stuff yeah so like my dad and my mom in the house my dad has now did all of like the crown molding they did all of like my dad does like refinishes furniture and that was just like a normal thing that he did Um, I love that you need to get on a lesbian TikTok (laughs) lesbian TikTok they constantly like redo their houses and like it's incredible it looks like they're professional contractors well that's what my mom bought her house in our like she bought it in like the town town um it was like a fixer upper and like she fixed it up by herself um so I dream I started like looking at this I'm like okay I'll just get really into like fixing up houses so I could see that for you yeah you like I could see you have like a toolkit and you're just like well I was also like my sister knows how to do this and I don't know how to do this I want to learn so right before I left for Chicago my dad taught me how to like refinish furniture with like a like a professional like a sander yeah and like how to like paint and all this type of stuff so I was like this wasn't that hard and I found it very therapeutic because it's something about yes. like seeing my progress yeah you know when you like vacuum and you're like ooh I can see like the, yes. the dirt come out that's your hobby right <laughs> there is productivity yeah like uh, it's so comforting that was like painting I was like oh you see the product and there's a moment where you're like fuck this this looks horrible right, I hate this right but then you like bring it back and you're like oh my god I did that yeah and it's like exciting yeah so I think that's gonna be it so we haven't yes. bought a house Yet we plan on buying a house since we're going to be there for a while, and the cost of real estate in Rochester is very inexpensive, especially even compared to the rent. But we just yeah. did not want to throw that in our. No. Well, actually, oh God, I kind of, I kind of did. I kind of wanted to buy a house. Yeah, you're like, let's do it. Alex was, which rightfully so, I barely like could manage all the other stuff we're doing right now, and yeah. a home sale on top of that just sounds. It's a bold move. Stressful. That would be a bold move. <laughs> I'm already shook at all the things you're doing, but yeah, I do. For all the listeners out there, I do not recommend getting <laughs> ma- or we, we're calling this week the GMM. So Alex graduated from medical school on Saturday. On Monday, which is yesterday, we packed up our car, and I was working Monday and Tuesday. Um, we packed up our Penske truck, 
Mm -hmm. And Tuesday night, um, we loaded it up into the storage unit that we're going to be using momentarily in Rochester. And then driving to Pennsylvania. Then on Sunday, we get married. Yeah. And it's a lot of life things. Graduate, move, marriage. The GMM. Yeah. GMM. So don't do that unless you are forced to. And it also comes down to your priorities. And unless our... you're masochistic. Yeah. Well, unless you're like, I really want to go on a big trip before my partner is going to like disappear into residency. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that I get. I understand that. We're, so we're going to New Zealand, which is going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity, but we had to make a lot of compromises and mainly the compromise was my stress levels for <laughs> a month and a half straight. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like that is going to like, I feel like the, once you guys get married and then you have that time, just you guys, like, I think that will, like, refresh Yeah. your, like, stepping into this new step Yeah. together. Yeah. I feel like the marriage is not really the thing that's, like, this is a new phase of us being married. It's really the fact that, like, okay, now we're moving to Rochester together. Right. Which, honestly, will kind of make the marriage feel like a marriage. Like, a big change. Because my mom... My mom always was like, oh, I don't advise, like, you moving in with your partner because then when you get married, it doesn't feel like anything's changed. And I've heard this with a lot of my friends who've got married. They're like, yeah, nothing's changed. And I'm like, right. well, that doesn't feel like you just had a big party then. But, like, yeah. I kind of want to feel like something's changed. You do? Yeah, because, like, it has. Like, you're supposed to, you, like, made this commitment to each other to, like, go to Rochester when you don't want to go to Rochester, <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah. So and nothing against of, Rochester. Nothing against Rochester. It's just more of like... I don't think I have any Rochester fans. I only think there's just, two people know. I've never been there. And I you're just, one of them. I have never been there. And... Right. Yeah. It's something that... I, I really think, though, that... Like, when Ale- when I moved to Chicago with Alex, that was a huge step in our relationship. Niagara Falls were just passing in downtown Buffalo. Wow. Lovely. I just saw an exit for Canada. I don't know if you saw that. Exit 53. That's exciting. Yeah, it says Canada. That's fun. It's going to um, be great. But I was, like, at least with Chicago, like, it was easy to meet young people. I say that like an old person. But, like, it was easy to meet young people (laughs) because it's, like, a big city. So, like, Rochester is just going to be slower. And we're moving there together. So I think that's where it's going to feel, like, more traditional, quote-unquote, traditional, like, married life. True, true, true. But also, there's definitely young people still. (laughs) In Rochester? Yeah, they definitely have young people. Look at all these people speeding there. Yeah. These are the youths. These are the youths. I mean, there's a big university there, so oh, there's yes. that. So that might be, like, do they, have a, do they have a football team? No, I think it's all Buffalo, like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, uh, what's so fun? That means you still can go to games. If it's only an hour away, you can definitely go. Yeah, we're, we are already bought tickets to Godsmack, which is, they're playing in Buffalo. I don't so. know what that is. I you don't know what Godsmack is? It's a band? It's like a, yeah, it's like a hard rock band. Um, Why would I know this thing? Men in their 50s love Godsmack, who okay. like like rock, you know? Like Again. That's, that's the thing. Why would I? Actually, maybe, <laughs> was it at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Should Probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Kaylee had a big day out in Cleveland today. She went to um, the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of cool. Fame. Cleveland is cool. I like Cleveland. I, I like it, too. Um, Cleveland is underrated. I'm going to, like, okay. in my old age, in my retirement, I'm just going to, like, tour around... All well, these stupid random towns. Why don't you cities. do that now before you move to New Orleans? Like, what is the next chance that you're going to be have this time? Well, I have to find an apartment and uh, buy a car and have money okay. and go to your wedding. Okay. Your wedding's <laughs> one of the weekends, and I only <laughs> okay, have two more like weekends. This weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I would go to like the Upper Peninsula. Like that was a place I've always wanted to go to, but upper didn't get a chance to go to. Of what? 
<gasps> you haven't Michigan? heard of the UP? Come on. The other part of Michigan? I've heard of the UP. Of and Michigan? I'm not from the Midwest. Yes, of okay. Michigan. It's called the Upper Peninsula. I didn't know it was called that. They, we it just called the so Globe cool. and the other part. Yeah, the other part's the Upper Peninsula. But that's fucking far from Chicago. Yeah, that drive it's a six-hour like, drive. I was going to say, it's got to be like almost eight hours. Yeah, it looks so cool, though. It's like a mix between like the red caves you see in Utah, but then like clear blue water that the you see in The red caves like, I want to see so bad. Wait, really? It, it looks, looks like that? awesome. Google it later. You're going to be shocked. Okay, well, ugh, fine. Fuck. Now I'm doing that. <laughs> I just feel like, too, like when you have a time frame or a time limit on how long you're going to be somewhere. But I also kind of want to like fly to Atlanta to see my friends. But so. can you do that when you're in New Orleans? Wouldn't that be like a lot closer and cheaper? But I won't have any money. Or days off. I was going to say, we would have started a job. Well, yeah, so I will have more money, but I I won't have any days off. What about the 4th of July? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Carson. You you are planner, and I am not planner, so I don't know. But you probably have that day off, you know what I'm saying? That's true. So it's easier to go. And they probably have the day off, so then they they can actually take off time with you. That's true. That's true. Okay. okay, and now what's your the upper, upper peninsula and then go to photos and it's gonna blow your mind. Upper peninsula. That was on my bucket list and I never got to go. Of Michigan, okay. Yeah. There we go. So go to photos. I think that you're hyping this up a lot. Look oh, at that! Okay, yeah, yeah. Isn't that fucking wild? That is cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, goddamn, Carson. Jeez. <laughs> you're adding things to my to-do list. You're you have so much to do list and you're adding things to mine. Oh gosh. Well, Wisconsin you know what? I haven't been Okay, Ontario's right there. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's, I've always wanted to go. I could do it. I could do it. Maybe. It does look cool. I I could probably do that in a day. No. Spend the night and come back. Or, yeah. or what, Friday to Sunday. Friday to Sunday. That sounds weird. I mean, also, I'm... I'm not going to do it alone. I'm so apparently actually, a baby when it comes to um, driving. Yeah, so. you are. Although, this is a very easy drive. This like, is this is just straight. It's We've been on two highways the whole time. This has literally been it. We're almost, we're an hour away. I know. Look, they have a Lord and Taylor. Ooh. Um, got a I Dix. thought Lord and Taylor's all closed. They have a Dick's. They have a Texas Dick. Oh, Cheesecake Factory. Oh. Fuck me up, <laughs> What's your go-to Cheesecake Factory order? I get, okay, this truck is so loud. This truck is very loud. Also, they have, oh my God, they're peeing on Biden. Classic. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought they were like peeing. Like, no, right they have now. one of those stickers of those little gremlin guys that pee on like things they Evan don't like. Evan City, Pennsylvania. And it says Biden slash Harris. I can't I even like, see geez. it. I'm trying to be a responsible driver. Yeah, you shouldn't look at it. Anyways, um, Cheesecake Factory order. I I usually get their like. Um, I haven't been in so long. I usually just get cheesecake, but I get. Do you get like food, like just like. I would get like a. There was like a Parmesan crusted chicken or something. Ooh. Like, it was, like, a chicken Romano. Red, it had, like, red sauce and cheese and chicken, and it was banging. And they give you so much food. They do give you a I lot kind of, of like, I know Cheesecake Factory is, like, a chain, and it kind of sucks, but it also kind of hits. No, no. It, it's, like, I you know what it. you're getting. The food is good, and it's a lot of food, and it's a lot of options. And it's just, oh, their bread, their rye bread with butter is pretty good, too. It's really good. It's a lot of sugar, and that's, that's yes. how I figured that out. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. And I get a red velvet cheesecake. Ooh. Which is Do they have like yeah. so okay, red velvet cheesecake. Is the cheesecake red velvet flavored or is like the cheesecake the like It has actual red say, velvet cake and then cheesecake layers. Oh, because you because of the cheese like what is that the They have cream cheese frosting. Cream cheese frosting. And then I do think they have cream so cheese clever. frosting like on top, like a little bit of a cream cheese, whatever, but 
Ooh, God, that's so good. I, I could do that. Yeah? I could spang that right now. Mine's the um, fried mac and cheese balls. Mm. So good. Fried mac and cheese balls. <gasps> oh my god. That's like the best thing on the menu. Oh my gosh. Hands also, down. their pot stickers are good. They have yes, chicken pot stickers. The pot I think. are good. Those are good there. Their buffalo actually. chicken's not bad. As I can't I mean I was saying this as we're going through Buffalo. <laughs> which I feel like we should have stopped and got Buffalo. Does it stem from here? I think so. Like okay. it's where else would they get the term Buffalo from? There's probably other towns in America named Buffalo. You think so? I would guess so. But I can look it up. Yeah, look up the origin of buffalo sauce. Maybe that's another way I could entice you to come visit the the tundra that is upstate New York. Uh, See, you say all these great things about upstate New York, but you would not want to live here because it is too cold for you. Well, okay. (laughs) People don't want to live in Florida because it's too humid, and I would totally do that. The first plate of wings was served in 1964 at a family-owned establishment in Buffalo called the Anchor Bar. Oh. Is it still open today? Yes. Let's see. I can add that as part of my solo tours of the upstate area. I'm sure it is. Well, this was in 2009, so let's see. A lot has happened since 2009. Yeah. A lot has happened since 2009. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's an anchor bar. It looks like there's quite a few anchor bars now. They probably opened like, up a right couple locations, over. yeah. Yeah, they have, like, a bunch over here, so... One of my friends was trying to make me feel better about Rochester, and I could tell that she was like, oof, when I, I got it. Um, and she was like... Oh, they have a Trader Joe's and a Wedman's and an Aldi. In Buffalo, an Her, ROA. No, 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 screwsing up. Wait, where are we? Where are we going? Where are we and where are we going? going are we going east still? Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Keep okay. going east. Okay. We definitely have... Well, Wegmans is from Rochester, and Wegmans is my favorite grocery store of all time. It's so good. Frederick Douglas Airport. Wow, I like that. There's a Wegmans in yeah, he's, Rochester. Yeah, he lived in Rochester. I love that. Okay, okay. Oak Hill Ga- Country Club. Just join the country club and be bougie. Just join the country club. I don't think I'm at that age yet. Also, I never got the appeal of country clubs. I don't like to golf. And I feel like that's the only elitism. reason you join. Just pure elitism. But, like, I feel like there's other ways to be fancy besides just go to the same place and have mediocre food. You have to have a food minimum at a country club. Yes. I mean, you pay, yeah, you have, like, you have to pay to be a part of it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. Or a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I don't know. A Ponzi scheme. I think it's just, like, a... It sounds like a multi-level It's just marketing. joining a crew. Yeah, it's... I feel like I said that about being in a sorority and I was in a sorority Sororities? so uh, talk about yeah talk about a cult yeah honestly everyone I know hates their sorority by senior year like they did not like it anymore so well I feel like it's also you have to follow a bunch of rules that you don't want to follow anymore because you're a grown ass adult so. I was very not into rules ever so I did not join one <laughs> Kaylee rebellious I, I actually did start I did rush and I did join one and then I was like they tra- started trying to charge me for meetings I missed and I was like fuck it oh no. yeah no, and then like, I said I'm out and then they tried to like meet with me and convince me to stay in yeah and they're like no you should really stay like what are you talking about blah, blah, blah. and I was like I yeah. just don't want to be forced to do shit yeah <laughs> and they were like I was like, I'm just, it's just not for me. And I kept just being like, it's not for me because I didn't want to, like, offend them. Right. And I was like, it's just not for me. Like, I just, I'm not Did you have, like, a big person. and everything? Yes. Oh, man. But I hadn't been initiated yet. I had a big. Uh... But to be fair, I had a big, and then we had, like, I had a twin. 
So, like... Oh, so she wasn't, like, left on her own. Right. She yeah. wasn't left. The lineage did, didn't die. Right. But I did feel bad. Like, she gave me all the stuff. Because, you know, they, like, decorate your room yeah. and stuff. And yeah. then I was, like... I did offer to give it back to her. I was, like, do you want your stuff back? And she was, like, no, no, no. It's totally fine. Did you stay in touch with her? She said, like, we should stay in touch still be friends and blah, blah, blah. And then we, like, saw each other here and there, but never... Yeah. Never purposely. We just saw each other, like, on campus. Right. Which I get it. I get it. But... And, like, it would have been fine. It would have been fun. I just was, like, I was full on, I hate school. I don't want to be in college. I don't like Tulane. It's not the right fit. I don't want to do this. Maybe you should think about so. taking that part out when you publish this as a employee <laughs> of Tulane. Well, that was me in college. Right. I was very, I was very in, which I may cut, it, cut the name, but I yeah. was very, like, that's the problem with, like, being... 18 is like you're a fucking idiot you know like right. you like you think you know things and you're like everybody's just like so this way and this way and to be fair like Tulane definitely draws a specific type of person that I just was not what kind of person does it draw I don't I think it's changing but I think being a private school you're naturally gonna get wealthier kids right and it brings a lot of like kids who are like have never been told no and I have friends that went, like, all of us went to Tulane. Like, I, there's plenty of people that aren't like this. Purely, it's, like, it's, it's purely, like wealth. It's a and, pure money thing. Yeah. yeah, it's, like, wealth, and it's, it's just, like, elitism. Like, there's a lot of people who are, like, very ignorant to, like, you're coming into a city that has a lot of poverty, and they're, like, let's just party and drink and be right. crazy and blah, blah, right. blah. And, like, I'm not saying I'm better, honestly. I'm not saying I wasn't. I was, like, ignorant as fuck. I just am also somebody who's willing to really be wrong, and right. there are a lot of kids that you know, grow up in wealth that are not willing to be wrong and right. don't want to be told what to do and whatever. So, um, and it was, and culturally it's a very work hard, play hard, like people party their fucking ass off and then they like study all day. And I'm right. not like that. Like, I just was like, I just want to like get my degree and I want to like, I don't, I didn't drink and I don't want to party really. Like I did party, but not really. So it's just a, it wasn't the right school for me. Right. And, but I found incredible people that I love. And actually the school itself is great. It has nothing to do with the school. It's just the like student population. I was not, I was trying to get away from that because that's like more what my high school was like. Right. Not quite. Cause it wasn't as wealthy as Tulane kids, but like I was like trying to uh, get away from that by being like, Oh, New Orleans is so cool. And I actually never visited the school during school time. Time. So I only like saw it what the summer. population was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I only saw it during the summer and I had no idea. Right. And, like, Steve Jobs' daughter went there. Like, that kind of wealth right. of kids go there. Right. Um, and also the city, like, does have kind of... There's plenty of people in the city that hate Tulane kids who are like, oh, these Tulane kids come down and they think they're hot shit and blah, right. blah, blah. Right. So then I didn't like that either because right. I spent a lot of time trying to, like, integrate into the city. Right. And so I, like, didn't tell people I went to Tulane. I didn't put, like, a sticker on my car. I was very, like... Right. And then other people will be like, well, she goes to Tulane. And they're like, oh, you're, you must be smart. And I'm like, oh, I feel so, like, awkward. And right. I'm just like, right. it's just a weird, it feels like you dump a bunch of elite kids in, like, a poor town. And then, like, it just feels strange. Right. But as I've gotten older, I've matured enough to realize how, like, Tulane plays a part in the economy of New Orleans. And how it's, like, actually a really good thing for the city of New Orleans. And, you know... The, the people are changing. It's diversifying. 
it is not just like wealthy white kids anymore. It's right. diversifying more racially, and I think you know they they give a lot of scholarship, which helps. So with you know just a different type of population. So I don't know. I just I don't. I honestly just wasn't the right school for me. Like I probably should have gone to like a small liberal arts school, but right. Or, like, a big state school, so you can get kind of, like, everything. Like, Tulane was, like, small, and it's, like, specific, so. Right. Um, but I like Tulane. That's why I'm going back to work there. <laughs> so. You should just cut out that whole metal and just end I with know. that. I could, yes. I, and I definitely could. Just in case that resurfaces, and then you're talking to alumni, and they're like, you just shit on Tulane for, yeah. like, an hour. <laughs> but the reality, I actually said that in my interview. I was, like, I didn't say all that, but I was, right. like, there is something... I said something about, I don't know how this even came up, but it was, like, such a good interview that we're, like, I was, like, being very informal, which right. I think helped me get the job, so it worked out. It's but like, oh, you can talk to anybody kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Even in a or, stressful situation, it's a job interview. Yeah, and they yeah. were just good at interviewing, I guess, but right. they were comfortable, which is great, um, which makes sense, is why they work with alumni. Right. But we kind of worked, me and the head guy were kind of talking about how alumni are and I was like I totally understand like some people like Tulane was probably the best four years of their life and they're obsessed with it and they want to do all the things and some of them probably really struggled like right. like college 18 to 22 is like a very very a hard time. transition right um and going to a new place or being a college athlete or like there's a lot of things that are hard about and if a school's Tulane. that big too like you can't have a customized experience for everybody like some people are just totally. gonna fall through the cracks when it comes to having like an A plus experience. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I was a kid that I just didn't want to go to college at the time. I needed a gap year and my parents wouldn't let me cause they didn't think I'd go to school and they right. were like, their anxiety about it was like just shutting it down. Right. And I really needed a break from school. Like I needed to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be as an adult and kind of figure out like what I wanted to do right. because I went to a school that didn't have a lot of options for degrees it's just a small school, so there's less degree options. Right. And I picked one just based off being like, eh, I want to help people. This sounds kind of like you want to help people. And right. and I liked it. I liked learning about it. But, like, I there's so many other jobs and careers and and things that I wish that I would have studied in school, especially if you're going to pay, like, 60 grand a year. Yeah. You know? Like, right, that's so, money. Right. So it's yeah. like you know, we, whatever. I'm not, I'm not like shitting on my parents or blaming anybody, but it is, there is a reality to the fact that like, sometimes like school is not the right time. People go to school, not at the right time in their life. Right. People do things that, and, and I definitely was like, not in my, I was not in my two lane era. I was, I hit my two lane era of like working hard and partying after I got out of school. So, you know, (laughs) I just was, I think I was immature in some ways, so, and I was learning a lot, I was really sheltered as a kid, and I think it's important to be aware of the fact that, like, some of us had very different experiences in college, and that that plays a part into how you get alumni to, like, be committed to the education of others at the school they went to, right? and just, like, bettering the environment for future students, and, like, do they want to play a part in that, you know? Right. Which they might not because they might be like, fuck that place, I never want to go back there. But, right, right. Um, or I found community just, elsewhere and that's what I want to prioritize. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, I just think it, like, it is a built-in community that we all have. And right. like, it's actually helped me. Like, that's how I got this job. Like, even on LinkedIn, you see like, oh, two, one two-lane person works here. And this right. Group, you know, right. and it's actually how I got my last job technically because 
I met Monica through my friend Megan who went to Tulane and right. and she met Monica through a Tulane girl and Monica knows this woman and that's how I worked for her, you know? Right. So right. it is this built-in network that I do think I'm learning to appreciate and I want to, even though I had a kind of chip on my shoulder about the school for a while. Right. Um, but... I'm also just a salty motherfucker. I hate organizations. <laughs> I'm like, fuck the man. And I, you know, bureaucracy and all that shit. Now right. I'm learning that this is life and we need to just deal with some of the shit. You know? Right. right. I just was a stubborn teen and was like, this is not how it should be. Right. Me. Right. Well, you could go and change it if you wanted to. It's just a lot of work. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, true. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Bro, so. But I'm excited. I really like, I would, I do really like Tulane. Like, I miss the campus and, like, I think it'll be nice. I'm excited for you guys. And two I'm of excited. my best friends work there, so. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And I'm excited to go visit you in Rochester Winters. Mm. Um, mm. So that'll be nice. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. There's some fun Christmas stuff to do in New Orleans. Really? Yeah, they have, like, a little, they have a little, like, Christmas lights in the Oaks. And so you, like, walk through the oak trees, and they have all these lights, and it's really cute. The oak trees are so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I do miss that. Like, I want to get some sort of oak tree tattoo or something. That'd be cool. I don't know. You have the New Orleans, like, map on your... Right. I might do, like, a couple more New Orleans-y things over here. Crook of your elbow? Uh, Inner elbow? I call it an elbow pit. Your elbow pit? Any pit. (laughs) Knee pit, elbow pit, armpit. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, we're, this is not how this is supposed to go. We're supposed to talk about... I always talk about myself on this podcast. No. We're supposed to talk about you. Well, it, listen, we spent, like, most of this car ride talking about me, and... I know, but then we weren't recording it. I know. <laughs> we were not recording ABR, okay. always be recording. Always be recording. I need recording. to learn that skill. Yeah. Because you're transitioning, and... Yes, I am. It's a big deal. Actually, the fact that you lived in D.C. for nine years, like... That's a long time. That was a hard... I also wasn't really... I was really sad to leave. Yeah. And, yeah, I was really And you were nervous. in Philly your whole childhood, right? Well, yeah. yeah Doylestown. I am... Yeah, um, outside Philly. Outside of Philly. So, I... Yeah, I lived in Yardley when I was... Up until I was four. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. Doylestown from four to 18. Yeah. So, it's similar. You were, like, in a structured spot. place for a long time. Yeah. And then, yeah. there, D.C., it was... Yeah long time so Chicago was the first yeah. like new beginning again yeah that we've kind of had similar like I was I was six years in New Orleans and then two in New York but right. we've had similar like of a long a really long chunk of time a long chunk of time and then right. like a smaller smaller chunk chunks. of time so. yeah and I, it makes me sad that like it sounds like it's a slim chance that we'd end up back in Chicago at least next and so like that also oh, makes me sad like of just like that's like, I don't know if I'll actually... You just love Chicago. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah I Chicago really is an it. incredible place. And for the cost of living. Yes. Like, yes. That, the cost of living for a big city is low That threw me off. That threw me... Like, I thought I was getting pumped when I was looking at prices yes. of places online. It is truly, like, after living... I used to be like, ah, eh, Chicago's not that great. And honestly, like, I think all cities... I've gotten to the point where I'm like... All cities have their things. All, yeah. All cities have ups and downs. Oh, Chicago's one thing that keeps the cost of living low is the fucking winter. And the winter sucks dick. It's horrible. (laughs) But if you can make it through winter, the cost of living is cheap. You have all the amenities. The airport's easy as fuck to get in and out of. And there's two airports, so that helps. Not that I ever use Midway, but 
You can oh, use I use it. Midway all the time. I hate Midway. <laughs> it's well, it's too southern too. So I like my suburb that I grew up in right. was north. It was north, so like so why we would were you go? always using O'Hare. Yeah. yeah, we would never. And my parents live like 15 minutes from O'Hare now, so it's like it's so, so easy. Yeah, it's the city is convenient. It's central. It has everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Except, like, an ocean, but it has a lake. Literally, just, the, like, I spent more time, like, I was closer to a large body of water in Chicago than I was on the East Coast. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. the beach was, the closest mm-hmm. beach was, like, an hour away. And that's without right. traffic, which, come on. Summer's right. Without beach, traffic yeah. in, in the East Coast? <laughs> without traffic East Coast in a summer weekend? Come yeah, on. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So. Yeah, no, it is, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was. So, honestly... I'm, I'm a, I think, think if you're going through transitions, keep your expectations low. Honestly, think negatively about it because I mean, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) You're always going to be positively surprised. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a big fan of like, people will not advise us. People are like, be positive and like, stay, stay hopeful. And I'm like, no, keep those expectations dead low. No, it's like, um, what is it? And then over. Plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yes. Over, Jared Freed, my favorite comedian, he always says, he says, like, on dating app, he's like, I say I'm, like, 5'9". So when I show up at, like, 5'10", almost 5'11", they're pleasantly surprised. That's so funny. They say under something and then over-deliver. But I can't think of the other Oh, under-promise. Under-promise and over-deliver. There yeah. we go. Yes, exactly. And I am a big fan of that. Yeah. I, I'm, like, even with jobs, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get it done. And then if you get it done, they're like, oh, yes, this person's amazing. You're, like, perfect. Yeah. And I... One thing I like about, or one of the things I like about myself is that I feel like I am good about making the best of any situation. Mm-hmm. And yes, definitely. I think that I can make, or one of the things that I like about myself is that I feel like I can make anything fun. Yeah, make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, and I think I can make, even if this place was not awesome, I think I could find something to make it fun. So I'm, I am looking forward to, or I think it will be fine. It's going to be fine. It's yeah. just, again, a choice versus a right. non-choice. <laughs> your, so. any, your inner Philly of not wanting to be told what to do. Yeah, my inner, like, don't tell me what to do. Your inner stubbornness. rebel. My inner rebel, which is not a very big rebel. It's just more of... Uh, I want to feel like I'm in control, and I do not feel like I'm in control oh gosh, right the now. Sunset is like this sunset's beautiful. Gorgeous. I'm like trying to like over the water with the trees. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's a All very right. orange sun today. It is a very orange sun. We're also driving away from the sunset, so I have to like look in the rearview mirror to yeah. see it, and which like also makes me feel like I'm driving away from happiness. But oh. you know, <laughs> how symbolic. <laughs> it's true, but still. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you for letting me force myself on the pod. This was great. I know. You're not, I wanted you to be on. It's like I just haven't been podcasting. No. Well, you brought the microphones, to be yes, fair. Yes, I did. I bring them. Now I bring them when I travel. Before we sign off, funny text from my dad. Me and your broha are besties. We're at Beastro Wasabi. Laughy face. <laughs> your broha? A.K.A. Haywood. What's a broha? A broha is just something he says. He has it on his golf balls. He broha? just says broha. That's amazing. Like, Me and your broha. <laughs> yeah, so my broha. I do love their little bromance and their relationship. Yeah. It's yeah, he's like in love with Thomas, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm glad that I was mad. They are now. I love it. Found a good relationship with each other. That's yeah. great. He definitely behaves better in front of Thomas, which 
I'm like, damn, authority. To have authority. <laughs> what power you have. I know, just to walk into a, just to be a tall man, you know? Just to walk into a room and, like, change behaviors of others. Nobody, nobody does that to me, and I'm not even a short woman. Are you woman. sure, though? Are you sure? They don't change their behavior around you? Maybe it's in a way that you don't want, but they probably change their you behavior. You don't, maybe not for the best. Though. Right, right. Maybe not for the best. You don't best. think they behave more when you're in the room? For better or for worse? Not my fucking dad. Okay, well. I mean, he called me a pussy when I was, like, five years old. So. That's wild. <laughs> probably not. That is wild. But, no, I don't think... I don't know. I don't hang out with men much, so I don't know. And women, I don't think women change their behavior that much around me. Not that I even... I don't really want people to change their behavior because I want them to be... There you go. So you don't even want that. I know. I want them to be their truest selves. There you go. But with with making people comfortable comes, like, them... Oh, my God. Did I tell you about the woman? I went to the urologist. So I was just, like, at the doctor because I was like, okay, check up. It's been, like, a long time. And these two old women I hear like cackling laughter inside the door so I open the door and I'm like what the hell could be happening and it's just these two old women who are like I don't know late 70s and they're just like chattering away laughing as they're filling out their forms um and then the one woman goes in and the other woman just like turns to me and she's like oh you'll understand one day like what it's like and I was like well I already have issues now so right, right. <laughs> I it's probably I'm gonna have a hard time later in life right and she's like she just dives into telling me about her like health problems and then like how she probably has urinary problems because like her if she wet the bed as a child her mom would like put her on the burner <gasps> yeah like wild and she was like chuckling about it she was like haha i don't know if all moms did that back in the day or what and i and just you're like, was, like no that's not normal and she just was like chattering away and i was like oh my god i was like do old people do this to everyone or right. is, am i just like approachable as hell and people tell me their there secrets. you go. There you go. People do change their behavior. They feel very comfortable around you. So they're, they're true but as that's self. the downside is I hear all these traumas. <laughs> this is exactly why I was like, I know I can't be a therapist because I probably would be good at like the like making people comfortable. Right. But I would be so traumatized. Right. It would be like right. secondary trauma right. or something. Whatever It'd be a lot called. of like trauma dumping it sounds like. Right. And yeah. I and I get that just in my daily life. Right. So. Right. Right. Ugh. Not that I... I'm like, I'm like, I got to save that empathy for my friends, guys. Right. Like, not, or yourself. Not yeah, the random gotta... lady at the, <laughs> at the urology doctor. Uh, the urologist. Do you still think about her and her trauma? Well, it's only been a couple of months or a month, but no, I'm not worried about her. She seems jolly enough. She seems jolly. She's cackling at the doctors. So. Okay. Well, there you she go. She seems functioning. But she was like, she was a horrible woman. And I was like, yeah, sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, wow. Lady. Wow. I was like, sounds like a bitch. And she's like, she's dead now, so it's fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is wild. You're like, anyways, can I please see pass the oh box of tissues? <laughs> good luck. Yeah, uh, bye. I hope you have a good time in the doctor. Oh, my God. Kaylee. It was wild. That's terrible. People do that to me a lot. And I'm like, bro, bro, bro. And then I'm like, even when I was young, and I'm like, I don't really know what to say to this. Right. Because I'm 18. Right. You just got Ugh. that approachable face in the best way. It's a beautiful face. I look like a little chipmunk. No, you do not. And it's approachable as hell. No, you... Okay, it is an approachable face, but you do not look like a chipmunk. It can be both. You're a hottie. Thanks. It can you're be a hottie. Hot maybe you're a, a hottie chipmunk. chipmunk. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for coming on the pod. Yes. Of course. Thanks for having me. 
and transitions are good, even if they are. Yeah, we didn't not plans. We didn't give a lot of advice no. except for um, aim low, and then you'll it'll turn out better than you think it will. Yeah. Under well, no, it's a uh, under promise and over deliver. Right, Rochester might be under promising, but I bet it will over deliver. I so. think it will too. It'll so. be good. So good luck with. Carson's move and with everybody else's Aww, stuff thanks. going on in their lives. Yes. The four people that listen, I'm really appreciative. Listen. If you're still listening. Listen. Everybody doesn't change. And yes. they, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know how to sign off on these things. So. I didn't mean it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.